Hey there, you're listening to A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life, a podcast that inspires individuals to step outside of their comfort zone so they can step into a life filled with more passion, purpose, and freedom. My name is Alicia Ward and I'm your host. I'm an average girl with a less than average background who's created multiple six-figure businesses and generated over a million in online sales with zero experience in marketing and no more than a high school diploma. I believe that if a small town girl like me can do it, then you can too. And in each episode, I am sharing my journey, my thoughts, lessons, emotions, and advice with the intention to inspire and give guidance to anyone that has the internal fire inside to do and be more, just like I did when I felt really stuck in my corporate career. I hope to be the nudge that you need to do the thing that scares you and that's holding you back from the life that you really deserve. Let's get started. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life on my new bigger microphone in my newly rearranged office. I absolutely love my office, and I had it arranged in a way that worked, but there still wasn't a nice enough flow state about it. I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to working and having a space for myself, I need to like really love being in it or I just won't be in it. Like I have this beautiful office, but I would still choose to work like out on the deck or sitting at the table or just like anywhere else in here. But I do find that when I get into my office and I really just stay focused, you guys, I'm so productive. I do so much and I just feel so good and so creative. So I decided to stop recording my podcast in my closet because I mean, let's face it, you do get really good sound quality when you're in a carpeted room, especially if it's a smaller space. Um, so I've done a ton of podcasts in closets. I have a little microphone I bought off Amazon that plugs right into my phone. So I just take that in my closet My office isn't carpeted. I do have a carpet in it, so it is a little echoey, but from the tests I did on this, it sounds really good, and I have this big, badass microphone. Um, So I'm going to start using that, really start batching that content. I totally missed putting out an episode last week, you guys. I got so busy. Honestly, our long weekend started really early. I think it started Wednesday for us with boating and then Wednesday night and Thursday again and then Friday. And so it was a really, really long weekend, which was great. It was a great um, send off to the summer. You know, we went downhill mountain biking, which has been on my bucket list to do. And so we caught it on like the last day it was open. So that was really fun. My arms are so sore though, like my forearms, because you're literally taking a mountain bike up the mountain on the chairlift and then riding it downhill. And it is extremely challenging and scary. My first run, I was like going down and I was like, I don't think I like this. You know, I don't think this is a sport for me. <laughs> I was just like all up in my head. Um, so I, we got to the bottom and I was like, look, I got to go for a drink. Like I need a little bit of liquid courage uh, to help me get through the next couple runs. So we went into the chalet and we had a drink, had a beer actually too, and a snack. And then we hit the the trails again and I went for three more runs, which doesn't sound like that much to only do four runs in a day. But I tell you, it's, it's enough. Like I am extremely sore. But um, if you're going to try downhill mountain biking at all, I definitely recommend starting with a half day. It is pretty pricey to go. Like with rentals and everything, it was probably like 200 bucks um, and then only doing four runs. So I would suggest like going, having like a beer or something, take it chill, take it easy, especially if you've never done it before. I always get like stressed 
when I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know where to go or who to talk to. It's like first time mountain biking. Being up on the ski hill was definitely weird too because I usually only go in the winter when I'm snowboarding and I've done that a million times and I'm so good at it. So all of a sudden I'm on a downhill mountain bike being like, huh, I don't think I like this, but I do like it and I would totally go again. Um, because it's a great way to like get up in the mountains and be outside and super challenging. So a little bit dangerous, but I didn't have any bad wipeouts. So, so we good. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh yeah. And then I recommend just doing a bit of a half day and then just kind of doing a few runs. Cause it is really hard on the body, really hard on that forearm, on the forearms. You're basically standing on your bike the entire time and like feathering the brake. And yeah, anyways, that's enough about downhill mountain biking, but it was super fun. I encourage you to have a little bit of a bucket list of things that you want to do. So you can, you know, feel like you're trying new things. I think it's very important, but I do think moving forward, my main sport in the winter is going to be snowboarding. Well, let's, let's be real. That's my only sport in the winter is snowboarding. Um, actually I'd like to get into sledding in the future. I've done sledding in the past. So Main one right now is snowboarding, and uh, in the summer, wake surfing is going to be my primary. We're hoping to buy a boat next summer so we can really get good at wake surfing. Because as much as just going on boats and drinking in the summer is fun, it's really, really fun to also challenge yourself and get good at a sport like wake surfing. So wake surfing in the summer, snowboarding in the winter, and then maybe as secondary sports, we can have some sledding in the winter and some mountain biking in the summer. I love getting out and being outside. It honestly recharges me, uh, having a couple drinks, getting outside, being with friends, um, yeah, challenging myself, getting better at something makes me feel so good. So I encourage you to do the same. Now that I've chatted your ear off and gotten you updated, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so last week I asked for some Instagram questions on my Instagram story um, because I was going to put out an Instagram episode um, just answering your questions, but I actually didn't get an episode out last week. So this is my episode where I'm going to be answering these questions for you. Stay tuned on that Instagram story of mine, guys, because I will be asking for questions. I'd like to do a Q&A with Garrett um, and get a few more questions like that. So I'll ask him my story again before we actually do the episode because we did get a few, but I would like a lot. And I would like some juicy questions in there. Um, But for today's episode, we're going to go through the Instagram questions that I got. Um, So there's four questions here. And so the first question is, what are your motivational drivers? Now, for me, my Instagram, my social media is my business. Without social media, I am not making money, right? So I started my Instagram way back in... Oh, whenever it got started, but I didn't really start learning how to leverage it until a few years in. I got a GoPro, then I started learning about hashtags and I started editing my photos and I started posting these GoPro photos of me snowboarding and they were blowing up. And that was kind of before the algorithm really kicked in. So I was able to scale my account from like a couple hundred followers to 5,000 really quickly just before the algorithm kicked in. And that was before I had any idea that I would have ever be making any type of money from Instagram. So eventually when I got into digital marketing and affiliate marketing and things like that, obviously having my Instagram's following being that big really helped me get the word out about my new business. So that's what I really focused on building through. So that was a huge motivational driver to keep building and keep showing up on my Instagram. And now my motivational drivers are just to continue to grow and to continue to help people and scale. And honestly, the 
the best way for me to get in touch and reach a lot of people and share my value and share my my podcast and share the company, my platform, my educational platform, and just share anything is through social media, is through Instagram mainly. Oh, my computer's dinging. But that's what my motivational drivers are is just growth, growth in my business, growth in my following, growth in myself. So I continue helping more and more people and really, you know, there's a lot of future projects and businesses that I want to have. I want to write a book. You know how much easier it is to self-publish a book if you have a, a large following on social media and you've already built a personal brand for yourself. So my biggest motivational driver is really just growing that tribe of people that relate to me and believe in me and, you know, look up to me and want similar things as me so they can learn from me. Those are the people I'm trying to help, right? Not I'm not for everybody, but I am for a lot of people. And I know those people will find me through social media because that's how it works. That's how I find people to inspire me and motivate me and give me ideas. And that's who I am to other people as well. So just growth in general, continuing to scale and grow because I got big plans for myself, right? Um, so another question, the best way to build followers. Now, contrary to popular belief, Paying for followers is the stupidest thing that you can do. If you're on Instagram, it is a bad idea. If you pay for a bunch of followers, guaranteed you're going to lose a bunch of followers or you just won't have any engagement. A social media platform like Instagram is built for engagement. They want people to stay on the platform. They want them to be engaging. They want you to be on the platform. They want you to be engaging. They want all the engagement all the time. That's what social media is for. So the best way to build followers is to spend some time on the platform and actually engage. Honestly, just liking people's photos and even just commenting like a heart on people's photos isn't going to do much. If you want to build your following, you want to set some time aside every single day to get on Instagram and post. Um, you want to engage with people. So right when you post, you want to make sure you have like a 15 minute window where you can respond to anyone who comments right away. You want to respond back to them because that's really going to boost your algorithm. So even if it's just one comment, you respond back to them right away. You know, if they're like beautiful photo and you're like, thanks, this was taken, um, you know, in Kelowna, BC and just kind of say more than three or four words on it or even engaging with the person and asking a question. So they comment back again, little tips like that to just keep people on the platform longer. However, you can do that is what's going to help you get brownie points with the algorithm of Instagram. So you keep people on the platform through what? Engaging with them, talking to them, getting them in the DM, um, asking them questions, um, asking questions on your post, getting them to comment on it, um, writing longer captions so people are going to read through it and they're going to be, you know, reading that long post, getting people to save it, getting people to share it anything like that. That's just going to keep people on the platform longer. Um, and then, you know, getting into the, your similar people, like what is your niche? Who do you like to follow? And when they post a photo, give out what you want to get back. So if you want people to be engaging with you, then you better be on that platform, hyping other people up and supporting them and commenting more than just an emoji on the post. You should be, you know, genuinely interacting with people who are on your feed. That's the best thing that you can do. Bringing people into the DM, 
And the last thing I want to touch on on that is using Instagram's features because Instagram creates all these fun features for you. So you can make your Instagram stuff more fun, more exciting. You can try new things. They're always testing new things. So that's why sometimes if someone has a feature that you don't have on yours, it's just because based on demographics um, and what people do is they will test and give certain features to certain people. So you want to be using those features that Instagram has given you for fun. And there's so many. When you guys are creating a story and you're worried that people are just going to find staring at you talking boring, make it not boring. Add in little things on each little 15-second clip. So use the emojis, write something. Um, when there's a new feature you see, use it. You know, you can add music now, which is so much fun and awesome. You can use all those fun filters. Um, side note, if you ever are watching someone's stories and you love the filter that they have on, all you have to do is look up in the top left corner and you're going to see that it says what filter it is and you can just click on it and it'll give you an option to try it, to save it. So you can save it right into yours. So it's always there in your favorites. Um, Use the features that they're giving you. Use that question thing. Use uh, that question box. Use the poll um, so people are voting. Like literally all those things. The more of those you use, the more people will engage in them. Remember that keyword engage. The longer they will stay on the Instagram platform, the better brownie points you're going to get. And when you get brownie points with the algorithm, then the algorithm is going to show your page to more people because it knows that people like to engage with your page and your you like to engage with other people right? So that is the best way. Genuine, not fake, not bought, just actually spending time in there and actually giving a fuck about the people who are liking your comments or liking your posts and engaging with you and DMing you. Like you should always be responding and, and, you know, acknowledging them so they continue doing it. Right. Um, next question. How do you balance your life with Instagram slash social media? Well, my life is now all about, actually, no, you know, it's not, that's, that's not a lie or that is a lie. Wow. Um, it's not all about social media for me anymore. To be honest, I've started to spend less time on social media, less as less as possible, just because I want to, I've been more into focusing on like my personal self and being healthy and my personal growth and, you know, learning meditation and treating my body right and reading books and just a lot of those types of things. So, um, to balance my life with social media and Instagram, because obviously I work through social media, so I use it for that. So literally a lot of times when I am just pointlessly scrolling through Instagram, I'm actually kind of getting inspiration and ideas and I'm looking at pe how people are, you know, doing stuff, branding themselves, what kind of posts people are loving and engaging, what are people sharing, I'm saving funny memes and because you can save posts and kind of create like Pinterest collections, like similar things in your Instagram. So I'm saving things like that, tattoos, home decor, you know, brand inspo, whatever. Um, so I am always trying to make the time I'm spending in Instagram for a purpose. Now there is a lot of time that I do get myself caught just distracting myself in Instagram, just watching other people's stories and not necessarily people that I'm getting inspiration or anything from more like all my friends around Kelowna who are having time and I'm sitting comparing or getting FOMO because you know, I'm not out on a boat on a Tuesday I'm working, but most people have to work. So like that's why I'm working for next summer off. Seriously, you guys, side note, like we are doing everything we can. We're grinding this winter because we are taking at least two months off next summer and getting about and just like having no worries. I don't want that guilt. I want to just work hard and then take the time off. I want off. And all I want to do in the winter is snowboarding work. Anyway, so anyways, that was a side note. But 
how do I balance it? You know, I just, I just make sure that I'm not, I try and be as conscious as I can to not just waste time for, for no benefit in Instagram. You know, if I'm having a glass of wine, I just want to get lost in people's stories for a while, whatever, that's okay. But like when it's my grind time and when I have shit to do, which are on my to-do list, I'm like, okay, I'm not going on Instagram. So a lot of times after I post on social media for myself and for some other companies that I manage and things like that, sometimes I'll like delete the app. So I don't have it on my phone and I'm like, okay, I'm working for two hours on this thing. And then I'll get the app again if I want to go in or whatever. So I just find little things like that, that will help me stay focused on tasks and not get sucked into the stories. But it's like, it's give or take. If you're feeling really lazy and you're trying to get yourself distracted from work, you're going to find yourself in your social media, looking at other people's things. You know what I mean? So, um, it's really important to have a clear, like, to-do list of your non-negotiables every single day. And if posting on social media is one of those things, make it on there. And then, yeah, if you have to remove the app or something after you've posted and you've um, commented back and forth with people for the first 15 minutes or so, and you got a lot of other stuff you want to do, then get off the app itself or delete the app and then focus on those other things you need to do. If you're not actually living your life and having fun, you really don't have much to post on social media anyways. The more fun you have and the more you get out there, the better your, your social media is going to be. You're going to have more value to give. You're going to have more pictures to share. You're going to have cooler stuff to share. So make sure you're just actually living your life instead of living your life through others' lives on social media. The last question is, is technology ruining the way people socialize actually and actually physically connect? Um, now, I wouldn't say technology is, this is an interesting question and it's a good question. Um, I wouldn't say it's ruining the way that people socialize and actually physically connect. It's definitely changed, but life is always changing. So, you know, think back years ago when there was no social media and there was no Instagram, then people were connecting through, you know, in person, passing notes in school, MSN on the computer, dialing internet, um, you know, phone calls and things like that. So people were still connecting um, in other ways and through technology, but it was just a lot more effort. It was harder. So yeah, people spent a lot more time in person. Technology has made it so easy for people to just connect in person, but through a computer screen, through FaceTime, through a zoom call, through Instagram stories. So I don't think it's ruining it. It's just the way that the world is going. So having a perspective that it is ruining it is going to just kind of make it, you know, shitty for yourself. How do you look at it in a positive light? How do you use it to your advantage? How do you create a business from it? How do you meet new, awesome, great people who are, are like you? And that's one thing I love about it is like, if you're like me, I, I'm from a small town. I'm, I'm not living in a small town anymore. Actually, it's still kind of small. It's like 100,000 people versus like the 10,000 people town I grew up in. And there was only so many people that I had a lot in common with in my small town of 10,000 people. And, you know, there's only so many people in a big city like Kelowna, people that I have stuff in common with. I love how technology and social media has allowed me to socialize with people who have very similar goals as me, similar things. Maybe they have a podcast and it allows me connect to connect with these people who I look up to, who inspire me, who give me ideas, people who I would love to hang out with. Sometimes I just watch girls' stories or look at their feed and I'm like, damn, I want to be your best friend. Maybe she wants to be my best friend too. And then I can start commenting on her photos and engaging or send her a DM and maybe something blossoms out of that. It allows us to really find our tribe, find our people. It allows us to 
bring a lot of positivity into our life or negativity. Like people do choose, you got to clean your feed. So what you're seeing is inspiring you, uplifting you. And you're not getting into a state of like comparison, hating your life. I'm not enough. Why haven't I accomplished this when Susie Joe has accomplished all this? Like blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to make it a good experience for yourself or yes, it can ruin things. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who struggle because not everyone is so into social media like me and other people, right? Like some people probably hate or don't even have an Instagram. So I'm not sure what they're doing to socialize, but I'm sure all the people who don't have Instagram are using some form of like finding the people that they want to socialize with and people who have things in common with them. Um, And as for actually physically connecting, again, it depends how you look at it. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to physically connect with you by touching through the screen, but I can definitely connect with you on an emotional level through a conversation. You know, you can do a FaceTime or voice notes and really get to know someone that way. And then deciding to actually meet in person. Like I come from a place of having a ton, um, you know, meeting, I meet so many people online before I actually meet them in person. And then when I do meet them in person, it's like, I forget the ones I haven't met in person and the ones I have, because when I meet them and I hug them and I say, hello, it's like, I've seen them a thousand times, or it's like, I already know them because I've talked to them so much. So it could be ruining it for some people. People could be frustrated with the Tinder and the dating way and the stuff now like that. But I mean, honestly, it's just the way that the world is going. It won't go back to the way that it was. So you just have to pivot and kind of put your, like have a positive kind of outlook on it and perspective. And maybe it's not ruining it. Maybe it's making it easier for people to really get outside of their town or, you know, even their province and start to meet people in other countries. And, you know, a lot can blossom from that relationships, romances, friendships, anything. So to look at it like that, it's a really more positive way to look at it. And that's it. Those are the questions. Great questions. Thank you so much to those who submitted them. I really enjoy answering questions on a podcast. So I'll do more of these. Um, Even getting more Instagram questions, I think would be fun. I'm going to do a really juicy episode on Instagram soon here, but I just wanted to get this out today because I've been slack ass in and just having all the fun, but the summer is coming down to an end. You guys, one thing I wanted to touch on before I end this episode is the review contest. Now I know it's September 8th and I said I was finishing it on September 1st, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys. There was like one new review since I started the review contest that was posted. I've had way more shout outs on my Instagram story, but we need to get those actual reviews on the Apple podcast so I can see them. And then if you tag me in Instagram after you leave a review on Apple podcast, then that'll be an extra entry, but you have to do that initial review on Apple podcast on either. Yeah. Right on my podcast. So it's really easy to do. Uh, I'm just going to keep the contest going until we get a good amount. I, I want to run it to the end of the month. So hopefully by then we can get a good amount of people, good amount of reviews. I'd like at least 10. And then I'm going to do a draw with everyone who participates. I'm going to give away three prizes and it's going to just be like a care package from me, from Amazon of all some of my favorite things, some things that really impact my life in a positive way, but I'll customize it to you. I'll reach out to you. I'll start a conversation. I'll see where you're at. How can I help you? Um, We can build a little bit of a relationship and we can connect from there. So all you got to do to enter the review contest is go to my... uh, podcast (laughs) on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to it. Um, and then leave a review. If you don't listen to it on Apple, um, Apple podcast, then just send me a screenshot of your review and I'll enter you that way. Um, just because I only know how to check on Apple podcast. So yeah, so enter that. And then at the end, when the contest is done, 
I'll do a draw for the three winners and I'll be sending you the care packages. And the last thing I wanted to do was actually read the most recent review. I, I'm going to start on every, um, on every episode. So just start, uh, well, lost my train of thought there. Start reading out reviews on my podcast. Cause I really do appreciate them so much. And you guys have given me so many amazing reviews and continue to. So let's, Dude, oh wait, there's two now. There's two new ones. So uh, this one, one of my faves from CCR8712. I love this podcast. I especially enjoyed the most recent episode about money mindset as this is something very relevant to my life right now. Allie is inspirational, motivating, and shares me the no fluff, no fluff truth, which I love. Thank you for showing up like you do and teaching me that I can too. Oh, I love that. That is so nice. The no fluff truth. That's definitely something you're going to get from me. Um, I like to be real. I'm a no fluff kind of girl and I'm going to tell it to you like it is, whether you like to hear it or not. Some people don't like that about me, but you don't have to like me. If it helps give you value and if it's helping other people, then you know that's who it's there for. We aren't here to have everybody like us in life. We're here to create relationships with the people who do like us for who we are and for being authentically us. So with that, thank you so much, CCR8712. You will be entered into the review contest draw. You're so sweet. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you found value in this, make sure to share it with somebody you love, somebody who could use it, or just share it on your story and tag me so I can share you back. And I wanted to say too, if you have a podcast, you're just getting a podcast off the ground, send it to me, link me an episode. I'll listen to it. I'll shout you out. I'll help you gain some exposure. I love you guys. And I will submit or I'll publish another podcast very, very soon. I'm hoping for, you know, you know what? I'm going to do it. You'll have a podcast for Friday and then back to the normal Mondays um, and Thursdays or Fridays, <laughs> whatever I choose next week. So with that, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or actionable takeaways, I would love if you took a screenshot and tagged me in your Instagram story. That's where I hang out the most. And it's always so motivating to see that you're getting inspiration, motivation, or just the message that you needed from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes because helping others is important to me. I believe that we can help ourselves by helping others. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left me a review on iTunes to help me get this out into the big, beautiful world and for other ears that might want to hear it. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you on the next episode.